This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Monday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary with you. What's up, Rico? Hello. How's life? Life is great. Football football football? life. Football life, not great. (laughs) Football life, not great. Football life, not great. Regular life, great. because, Because, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, everybody. Tomorrow. Okay. I will officially have a one-year-old. Holy smokes, how about that? You officially have a one-year-old coming up in a couple hours. A three-year-old and a one-year-old tomorrow. Are you mentally prepared for this? KJ's birthday. Are you mentally prepared? No, I'm not. Okay. It's been a year already. It's been a That's year. That's right. It's Honestly, been a I, year I remember that because you just dipped out on the show. I forgot about that. It's been a year since Nebraska yeah. lost to Illinois. To Illinois. And yesterday, then I, and then a, day, I, a, day, a year ago, yesterday, exactly. Yeah. As always, four zero two four six four five six eight five, the uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. We want to do something fun this first segment. Open it up for you guys, quote, quote unquote fun. Yeah, quote unquote fun. <laughs> we want to open it up to you guys. Give us a call four zero two four six four five six eight five, the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Uh, basically, if you want, listen to the Husker after party post game show, it's an extension of that. We want to hear all your phone calls. Uh, we want to get some uh, all on the show here. We will be joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here at 1.30 to kind of talk about some of the things that he saw, what his takeaways are, where does Nebraska go from here, how do they handle the whole Scott Frost situation, all of that. But once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Flickin' Hotline, or the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those are open for you. Uh, whether you want to text in your take, whether you want to call in and, and rant, we can do that as well. You've had almost um, 48 hours to digest yeah. this loss. We want to know how you're feeling. Because in the moment, everybody was probably upset and Here's, angry and whatever. So, 24 hours later, you know, you're still kind of angry. 48 hours, almost 48 hours. It, you've had time to digest and kind of talk it over with some family. Is it bad that I feel worse about it now than I did right as it ended? No, it's and understandable. I, I felt pretty bad. I felt pretty pissed off. I'm still. I was trying to convince. I'm people still pretty to, heated. I was trying to convince people to eat some delicious Beatrice Bakery food. Well, and and, and that's that, that's and a to, great that's a great solve you know to, problem solver. Download the app, ninety three seven the ticket app, or to follow us on on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and to, to watch us that mm-hmm. way. I was I was busy trying to do all that, and uh, so yeah, uh, I, I wasn't too sure how to feel and and. I think I'm. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm. I. I don't think I'm angry anymore. See, I don't think I, I was I'm, ever angry. I think I was just disappointed. You know, whole dad thing. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So I, I think it's more of I'm deflated. Mentally, I am just deflated. I think my. I think the 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 last little bit of feeling that I had, I think I just went numb. 
Like, I'm not sure how okay. to feel. Yeah, I, I think that. I, I, I think for Nebraska fans, and, and once again, 402-464-5685, I think for Nebraska fans, what happened on Saturday, it solidified all the, all the people that wanted Frost gone already, it just solidified that thought. Mm-hmm. And I think it honestly pushed everybody that was like, wait and see, we'll see what happens. I think it pushed them over the edge to say, all right, it's done. There have been and, some and that, solid... that, that's a that's a crushing feeling as a Nebraska fan. Yeah, there have been some some people solidly on the keep Frost around and and you know give him a couple more years, you know whatever reasons that they had for it uh, that have have switched sides and just just a hard one eighty yeah uh, in, into the other camp. Uh, just a huge turn. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a strange feeling to. To not really be angry after a loss and just like, what just happened? Like, did this did this really happen? Like, am yeah. I gonna wake up from a dream? Like, this is very strange. Once again, we want to get you guys as uh, just basically it's an extension of the Husker after party post game show. Um, because I I don't know if we got to all the phone calls in that show or I know there were lines busy and things like that on Saturday. So we want to hear from you guys. Give us a call. Shoot us a text four zero two four six four five six eight five. We'll try our best to get to every single one of them. All the questions, all the rants, everything, um, and how we feel in forty eight hours. I'm pissed. I, I'm I'm more frustrated than I was after the game, and and that just kind. The more and more you think about how it unfolded, the more and more you hear kind of the reaction from players, their responses to questions, things like that. It's just a deflating and soul-crushing feeling. Let's go to the hotline. We'll kick things off with Greg. Greg, you're on the happy hour. What's on your mind, man? Happy Monday. Greg? Greg. Ah, Greg's gone. Oh, Greg. Sad. Greg, if you want to call back, Greg, feel free to. All right, let's go to the text line here. Uh... Somebody says, we are weak, we are not physical, mentally weak. Zach Duvall needs fired. We sit here and pray 700-pound squats, but they go 10 degrees down, not doing anything. Um, Drumstick says, exactly, I'm mentally deflated with Frost and his decision-making. I'm angrier today rehearsing, rehashing excuse me, everything than I was on Saturday. Sick of losing. This sucks. And we have a couple Scott Frost audio clips in the happy hour folder, Rico, okay. that I definitely want to play. But now it sounds like we Greg might have again? we might have Greg back. Greg, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. What's, what's on your mind? I, I'm still looking for that freaking fire extinguisher for this dumpster fire. <laughs> but I, I really want to say this. Go ask any top 100 coach in the country. Mm-hmm. That in the third quarter, you're up 11. You kick an onside kick. They're going to tell you hell no. Yeah. Um, that's horrible coaching. It's been horrible coaching for five seasons. I'm tired of it. Let's move on. Um, I don't want to have to pay. I like wait till October, of course. Maybe you can turn it around, but you're already starting behind the eight ball here. You're right now in last place in the West Division. Big Ten Conference. Uh, I mean, you yeah. you're already starting behind the eight ball, trying to win the West. Um. That this is just that felt like a big middle finger yeah. to the fans, and, and that's what made me really mad about it. Not to mention the comment I thought we could put the game away if we got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Frost. Let me tell you something, son. This is I, I don't know what book you're reading or what rules you ever read, but this is a four quarter game. 
you don't put the game away until that clock reads zero 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 yeah. zero in the fourth quarter. That's when you can say we put the game away, not in the third quarter when you're up eleven. Yeah, uh, this this horrible. Th- like he needs it needs change. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Thank, thank you, Greg. Okay, on that note, let's actually play the uh, the frost comment of. Um, something along the lines of, uh, it's not the ones about offensive play calling that I put in there, Rico, it's the other one. Uh, there's three in this folder. Well, so what's the, it's not, it's not the offensive play calling we ones. We talked, uh, just to About the kids plays, being aggressive. Kids? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, in hindsight, uh, we've been talking to the kids about being aggressive and attacking this thing for weeks, and I think they did that, um, Part of it was we had we had a couple things that we wanted to be aggressive on. We had one earlier that we wanted to see if we got the look we wanted, and we we got a look is really good for it. And uh, I made that call, so that's on me. Um, you know, at the at that point in the game, I thought all the momentum was on our side. I thought if we got it, we could end the game. Um, and it, the way we were playing, uh, you know, I I felt at that point like. Uh, like we had a really good chance of winning the game and I felt like maybe we were the better team and you know you you can't really foresee them scoring 14 straight uh, and us sputtering after we'd played well to start the second half on offense so again those are excuses if I had it over I wouldn't make the call so I'm going to really try to stay calm while while I walk through this we really try to stay calm. You're not going to do it. I'm not going to, but this is this is where I'm at. When I'll I heard your mic if it's necessary. Thank you. Um so I, I heard that quote on Saturday, thought about it like okay, what it, it is what it is, like whatever. Sunday went back and listened to it. And the part specifically towards the end of it. Uh, it talks about be, you know, obviously he mentions it, be kids being aggressive and that, and that's maybe a reason why they decided to do it, but the part where he says you don't really foresee them scoring 14 straight. You, you can't really foresee them scoring 14 straight. That part. You're up 28 to 17 with nine minutes left in the third quarter. And if folks remember, Nebraska at that point had scored 14 straight points. So don't tell me that you don't see anybody foresee. You don't foresee anybody scoring 14 straight points because you just did it. You just scored 14 unanswered. And th- this just goes to show that you don't take anything that you thank you Rico for turning down my mic. You're good. You're, yeah. that, that you don't it just goes to show that what you haven't taken anything that's happened in the last 4 years and applied it to this season. The lessons in losing haven't taken because to go and show that he's he's saying something along the lines of you know it's four C people scoring fourteen points straight and you know we thought we could put a game away through all these close losses you've been winning you've been winning in the first three quarters but the problem is is that when the fourth quarter comes to fruition and, and, and it plays out you lose the game and you're just not learning through the loot through the lessons. And it's just like I just I struggle so much to sit here and, and and be able to back that guy up right now when you just scored 14 unanswered in six minutes of game time. You were down 17 to 14, six minutes of game time earlier, nope. and you scored 14 straight. Now, what I will say, not 
defending the yeah. decision. What I will say is they did just score 14 straight points, and in his mind, he's probably thinking our defense has held them, you know, however many times. So if we can get the ball back and score again, then if this this version of our defense continues, you know, we should be able to, you know, shut it down. I mean, I that's kind of the thinking mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm guessing was going through his mind. I don't agree with it. I mean, especially I mean, it didn't work. The onside yeah. kick didn't work. If the it, onside kick works, he's a genius. If the onside kick works, is, they get it back, they score, they win this game, he's a genius. It's a great play. It's fantastic. It's Sean Payton going for the onside coming out of halftime against the or was it Sean Payton? No, it was uh yeah, it was Sean Payton against the Colts. Okay. In the Super Bowl. After mm-hmm. halftime came out, they they onside kick, they get it back. They're they're they they got the ball. They're super aggressive. It's one of the more you know talked about plays when the Saints win the Super Bowl. Like it's so, just something that if it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't work, you could lose I don't, your I don't job. Know. I, Rico, see, I don't know if you you sit there and say if, if they it, recover that, I that's know, all see, anybody's I, talking about. No, I I, I don't. I'm not there. I'm not there because you sit there and you go, what was the, it's such a high reward or high risk, medium reward type of call in that situation. It's a cojones play. And that's what people are going to talk about. And you about. don't have it's, space to, you just show that you have cojones. You don't have the luxury of, of, of a buffer of losing a game against Northwestern. No, you're, you're right. You are completely right. But that's all it is. It's, it's, I believe, <laughs> if they get that. Everybody's talking about how 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 ballsy Scott Frost is. How 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 and, Nebraska, you know, found some coconuts in Ireland in a, in, a, in a place where coconuts don't grow. Like that's that's all people are talking about. If if I don't, they recover it, I don't know if you are Rico because like I even found myself at Tanner's when Nebraska was down thirty one twenty eight halfway through the fourth or whatever it was. When Nebraska still had so many opportunities on offense to score the football, score a field goal, whatever. I think I sat there, actually I know I did, I sat there and thought to myself, even if Nebraska wins this game 35-31, to 31, or if they get two field goals, or we go to overtime and Nebraska wins by a touchdown or whatever, we're gonna. I, I was prepared like on the postgame show to be like, it didn't look good. It, it didn't look good. No. Even if, they, even if Northwestern wouldn't have scored on that onside kick, you would have still sat there and been like, was that really a good idea? Like yes, he might have been praised because you would have said, "Yeah, he's got he got he got he grew some you know what." But from from an actual football mind, like is that really a good idea? No, it's not. It's and, a ter- and I it's I, a I know you're not defending idea. him. I know not, I know you're not defending that call. It's a terrible call. idea. You never should have done it. But if they if they recover it, they score right away and you know, whatever happens, whatever the final score is and Nebraska ends up winning the game. Everybody looks back at it and they're like, "Look, that was that was amazing. That that could have been if they blew them out. That could have been a game-changing decision. If they, you know, they kick it, they don't recover it. If they still win the game after they didn't recover it, if they would have found a way to win the yeah. game, we're still talking about how it's a stupid decision. But if they recover it, that's my thing. That's the thing. If they recovered it mm-hmm. and won the game, it's a great decision. If they don't mm. recover it and win the game, it's still I, a bad I, I, decision. I don't think it turns into a great decision. I think it just does, isn't getting talked about a ton. I don't. I don't think it gets talked about as much, but in the in the situation, I don't. I don't think it just automatically makes it a good decision. Um, now, here's here's another thing with the whole fourteen points and and such that whole conversation. 
Northwestern just scored 14 points on you earlier in the game. You were up 14-3, and Northwestern scored 14 straight. I, I, I just... But at that point, your that, defense was playing well. At well that, at, or you had held, serviceable? You had held them so you could score 14 straight. Yes. Your defense yeah. was doing well. Yeah. After, but before, you were at nine minutes in the third quarter. Directly before that and directly after that, they did not. Be, because of the of the onside kick. Yes. You, you could argue that it could. was literally because... You could say it, that onside it's just kick immensely, drained, drained the entire team of the momentum. Well, and you, hand, you handed them momentum on the silver platter. I mean, they didn't have to travel the length of the field. No. You were kicking it off. They were fair catching it or they were, you know, returning it and you were tackling them before the 25 or, or at the 25, maybe a little bit past it. You still have to go the entire length of the field. You have to get into positive ter- territory past the 50. They recover that onside kick. They're already in positive territory. I, I just think, like, that, the defense wasn't playing that good in my eyes to where, with confidence, you should have been able to sit there as any coach, whether it, whether it was Bill Bush that called it and Scott Frost just laid on the sword or, or if it was Scott Frost. No coach can sit there and say, with the way that our defense was playing through that game, mm-hmm. saying, yeah, I think it's a good idea to kick an onside kick and, get, and back our defense up 45 yards from the field, from the, from the end zone. There, there's just not, that's not a think. Ryan Holinsky is carving you up. Yeah. Evan Hole is carving you up. Like I said, it was a bad decision. I know. And I'm just like, I, I just cannot, I, I, I just do not see, and maybe this is why I don't get paid $4 million to coach. But I just do not see the the thinking or the logic, and and get uh, to Scott Frost credit, he would take it back. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I understand that. But I sit here and I just don't understand the logic of thinking where you sit here and you watch what happened in the first half, and in the first, obviously, the first six minutes, you forced a fumble, I believe, yeah, or whatever, completely took the momentum of that game, took that momentum by the throat, and you sat there and said, yeah, from what I saw in the first half, and, and taking all that into account, I feel good about. Putting up or put my defense at the forty-five, mm-hmm. and now, now I brought this up a couple days uh, on yesterday, actually from the from the state fair. I was driving to Grand Island, and I remembered Scott Frost did a similar thing back in twenty eighteen against Ohio State, and Nebraska was up seven to zero. Caleb Lightborn whiffs on the onside kick attempt. Yep, and so you have. This is not the first time that we've seen Scott Frost do this in an interesting situation. But in that game against Ohio State, Nebraska Nebraska is clearly overmatched. Clearly, from a talent standpoint, and you're on the road. Mm-hmm. You are you are overmatched. And you were also at the time still winless, I believe, against Ohio State. Probably. I don't remember. If you either were winless or you had one loss or one win, excuse me. And you were up seven to zero, and you're trying to keep the momentum on your side because you're in the horseshoe. It's on big noon kickoff, and you know it's Ohio State that you're trying to play. You're, you're trying to get a big win. You bring everything out. Exactly. The whole kitchen sink. Exactly. So that that one's understandable, and you're also in year one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. In this so, one, you're in a close game. Kick it off. Make them drive the length of the field. If they drive mm-hmm. the length of the field and they score, you know whatever that happens. But the the fact that you gave them the ball in plus territory. Allowed them to score. Your your defense just got gassed. Your offense couldn't figure it out after that. It it wasn't a good look. Yeah, I I don't know. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Sarder Hammond Text Line. Both those open for you guys. Let's head back to the hotline. We got Chris on the line. Chris, hello. What's up, man? What's on your mind? Hey, my question is, um, you know, when like the assistant coaches go to speak, yeah. and and can voice their heart and their feelings and their opinions. 
I know they're under contact and they don't want to judge each other and everything. Mm-hmm. But I wish they could speak their heart kind of like Polini did and maybe not so much like some of the other coaches did just yeah. to cover their butt. But I wish they would all kind of get together and fess up on each other who made the right call, who didn't make the right call. I don't want them to pass blame because a lot of it was just players missing the ball and some bad tackles and things like that. Uh, was my input and my question is, why don't the assistant coaches speak up and defend themselves? Thank, thank I'll you. Listen, and I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Um, you have to remember they decided not to let uh, assistant coaches speak during the regular season anymore. This season, um, they made the decision a couple couple months ago that they sent out an email to all of us media members and saying that assistant coaches will not be allowed to speak to the media this year. Um, we'll only hear from Scott Frost and offensive coordinator. Mark Whipple, defense coordinator Eric Shenander, and then uh, special teams coordinator Bill Bush will will rotate in and out every now and then. So that that was one of the things. And and here, okay, so this is not a media is always right, media is always in the greatest place. This is not this discussion. I don't want to turn it into this. But people got mad on social media because the media members were posting, "Ah, oh, man, we don't get to talk to assistant coaches." It's a day like this where we would love to talk to Brian Applewhite. We'd love to talk to Mickey Joseph and just ask him what is going through your mind. What, what's, on, what's on your mind a day, or excuse me, two days now removed after you've been able to watch the film? And, and that's one thing I want to preface before we, before we criticize Scott Frost and, and what he says in the postgame too much. They're not able to watch the film and, and have a complete breakdown of the film before they, they speak to the media. They, they shuffle them right in uh, after they get done talking to the team. So when you hear Scott Frost go, you know, I haven't watched the film. I don't, they just kind of seem more physical up front. That's all he can say because if he says something incorrect and then goes and watches the film and it's completely 180 from what he said, he looks like a bigger idiot. So um, you, you have to kind of remember that when you're listening to his post-game press conference. But uh, that, that's why it, it is there is value in talking to Brian Applewhite. That's why there is value in, in being able to, to talk to Donovan Riola. And and kind of learn and, and hear how guys are doing in practice because Mark Whipple, not to say Mark Whipple and Eric Shanner don't have their pulse in in specific rooms, but the as you guys know the defensive linemen spend the most time with their defensive line coach and, and same with every single position rather than you know quarterbacks spending time with Mickey Joseph like they're, they're, you know you know what I'm getting at so there is value in being able to to uh, talk to assistants four zero two four six four five six eight five the Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys. Appreciate the couple calls that we got. And we've got a lot of texts here that we'll try to get to most of them here in, in the next couple couple minutes. But when we come back, we'll talk to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, get his thoughts on the Huskers' loss on Saturday, and kind of just continue to break this down. Want to hear from you guys once again, 464-5685. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.